let me actually um, welcome you all formally. My name is um, Rajni Srikanth. I'm a member of the English department. I'm the director of the honors program, and I also now have a new responsibility as associate provost for faculty affairs. Um, what that means is that I get to work with all of you here in figuring out how we might make this campus a really meaningful place for us to do the kind of work that we enjoy doing, uh, research and scholarship, teaching and service, and how we create the kind of culture and atmosphere um, that make that, or that fulfills us professionally. So um, this entire effort, the faculty development effort, actually started two years ago uh, when Provost Langley uh, appointed Ellie Kutz, who's sitting here. Ellie, do you want to stand so people can see you? <laughs> well, Provost Langley appointed Ellie Kutz two years ago to head up a task force that would sort of, you know, um, think of what we might need in the area of faculty development. And some of you served on that task force, and you know it was a really large task force. It had 15 members from all the constituencies on campus so that we would, you know, really try to imagine and envision um, the kinds of initiatives that would make faculty care about being here and feel that their needs were being addressed in the areas of uh, research, scholarship, teaching, and service. Well, out of that task force came a series of recommendations that the provost then adopted in their entirety. And um, then he, I guess, asked me to, to, I guess, head the effort. So after much persuasion, I agreed. Uh, but here I am, and I'm really, really delighted to be here. But I can only do this job with all of your help. And so this is why it's important that we think of this effort as a work in progress. And as I was sort of thinking about it this morning, I thought, you know, all of us are used to a revise and resubmit kind of injunction from people we send out our work to. And I feel like, in a way, what we're doing here is launching an initiative that is very much in its infancy, sort of an embryonic stage. And I am hoping that we can all work together collectively to make it something that is meaningful to all of us. Um, what I'd just like to show you is we have a mission statement which is broad enough to include a number of our aspirations. Um, and I'm hoping that this is what we can all work together toward. The, um, the task of moving us as a campus to fulfill this mission is, as you know, pretty daunting. Right now, we have a steering committee um, of the Faculty Development Committee, and I'm just going to get you to see its current membership. Uh, these members are certainly here on a rotating basis, and if anybody would like to be involved in the Faculty Development Committee, please, um, I urge you to contact me or Camille Martinez, who you're going to meet momentarily, because we really want um, a variety of voices on this committee to help us think about ways in which we can um, serve your needs. I want to just um, end before I welcome the Chancellor by saying that 
there have been a great many things ongoing uh, on this campus in terms of faculty development. You know, different departments have served their faculty, colleges have been doing work around faculty development. So I don't want to suggest that, you know, we've done nothing in the past and this is sort of the, the beginning of something entirely new. Quite the contrary. I think one of the things that we all need to do is to figure out what's actually already happening on campus and how we might build upon those very important initiatives to make things cohere so that we're moving forward in, in, in a way that actually seems to us um, to be advancing our goals and our mission. Okay, so uh, is the chancellor here, Dr. Mortimer? Oh, there he is. I'd like to now, of course, um, welcome our fearless leader, Keith Motley, our chancellor, and have, you, have him welcome you to this formal launch of the Office for Faculty Development. Thank you. Good. Uh, she always tries to do my heart well by um, making a statement like, I didn't see the chancellor when he entered into the room by making me feel like I'm, what I'm eating is working. I'm sort of fading away a little bit. That's good. Listen, welcome everybody. I am just so honored to be with you all today for this launch of our Office of Faculty Development. But I must tell you that I just left Clark Gymnasium and I saw the future for us. 1,000 boys from the Boston Public Schools who are academically talented, two of which were the speakers today, both of which are coming, both of whom are coming to the University of Massachusetts, Boston, were accepted just this morning, coincidentally, while they were speaking. And so we're so excited about being here. You are doing unbelievable work to change the culture of this institution, both in, in, in the reputation of all that we do around the world. You know, I travel extensively on behalf of the university, and not one person that meets me, not, everyone comes up to me talking about what the faculty member who was in their life or current faculty have meant to them. And so today is a wonderful day. And so great, I'm so grateful for this launch, but I'm also grateful to be able to stand here. I believe my opportunity also is to introduce our provost, who's going to speak today. This day is a celebration of you, our faculty. It's also the launch of this office that will serve you as we serve our students. As we meet, move towards the goal of strengthening our research capabilities as a university, we're always mindful of what we're known for, our faculty's deep commitment to our students. That's why I began by telling you about that next generation of students that was in this gymnasium this morning wanting to learn. This commitment comes not as an expense of, but alongside the astounding productivity of all of our faculty members as researchers and as scholars. We recognize that you do amazing things frequently under challenging circumstances. And I personally, we all appreciate that. We want to acknowledge this reality and not run away from it, but also tell you how much we appreciate your dedication to this university and beyond, and that we will work every day 
to make sure that you have what you need here at this institution going forward to move forward. Today, we're here to talk about a path forward, where along with all the physical buildings and all the things that you're seeing being planned and built, we highlight the importance of building a culture in which we support every faculty member's aspirations as a researcher, teacher, and as a productive member of the many communities in which you reside and work in on this campus. We want to make sure that you have the impact that you should as scholars here. With this in mind, you're now going to hear how we're going to do it from our chief academic officer and our provost, Winston Langley, who will speak about why faculty development is crucial to hiring and retaining the kind of instructors who make us who we are and who uphold our long legacy of commitment to the intellectual development of our students. As Dr. Langley comes to the stage, I want to say how proud I am to have him as a partner in this leadership. I'm so grateful that, come on up, man. Come on up. I mean, I'm going to talk long about you, but not that long. <laughs> I'm so grateful that we have in our provost someone who's been here at this institution, who's loved it from its very beginning out here on this peninsula and beyond, but more importantly, has a vision for the future that includes all of you. And so today is about new beginnings. It's also about new opportunities. And no one can begin to talk about those in a more aspirational but a attainable way than our provost. So thank you, Dr. Winston Lang. Thank you, Chairman. Good to see you. The Chancellor. Uh, states what I perhaps might, and then assigns me the task of speaking. Uh, um, please know that I'm very pleased uh, to be here uh, today and to recognize uh, the work that has been done by Ellie Kutz and the committee to which uh, uh, Professor Srikanth referred, and uh, Professor Srikanth, of course, in uh, her work uh, in the area of faculty development. I think about three years ago, I um, had a brief chat with the Chancellor about this area of academic life and uh, its importance to us as a university, but to faculty generally. We cannot speak of faculty development outside of what we think of university development. Certainly, we are concerned about our faculty from the time they're recruited until the time they assume, hopefully, emeritus status with us and beyond. That in each stage of the way, that they secure the support that their position and their commitments and their achievements and the aspirations they hold would merit. We're also interested in highlighting the work that emanate from uh, their activities, from their thinking, from their research. 
and we want to help them develop professionally, especially in the areas of collegiality. Something that we have used, a term we have used very often uh, to designate a sort of courtesy, when in fact it has a far broader meaning in the sense of facilitating the community of learners and teachers, because the best professors, of course, are also learners. But I think faculty development has something to do with where the university goes, where a society goes, the different directions it may or may not take. And that comes from the idealism which must have entreated one to choose teaching as a profession. The promise that they thought they held within themselves and other people hold within themselves and which society in its collectivity may hold for itself. So I think of faculty development or in terms of something vast, something intimate though distant, something enthroned, out of which can enfold a future of multiple possibilities that especially an urban university is supposed to embody. And that out of those possibilities, over a chain of stages through which a member of the faculty goes, a number of separate futures emanate from the university and expresses itself in its students, in the professions we develop, in the public sphere we nurture, and hopefully in the end the global community we help to constitute. So please know that today is a special day. Its inauguration is one that I hope will be coextensive with a special transformation of this university, and I thank you for being here and for allowing me to be a part of your day. Thank you, Chancellor Motley, and thank you, Provost Langley. Um, those are really inspiring words. I want to just acknowledge that several of you may have to leave early to teach, um, and that some of you will be sort of coming in from your classes. So I you want to make this special, you know, really special thanks that you've taken the time out of your busy day to be here. Um, a quick note. Okay, I thought the program was up. But we are going to have, just to let you know what's going to be coming along, uh, once you're done with your entrees, which should be arriving after your salads are done, we will have a video clip that I think you might find interesting, a 15-minute little video clip of various kinds of faculty development activities and faculty development persons on this campus. 
And also there will be a sort of looping slideshow in which you get to see some of the faculty development efforts that are currently underway in the various colleges. Um, but I would like now to introduce to you a very, very important person, someone whose emails you must always open and someone to whom you must always respond. Um, Camille Martinez, could you please come up here, please? Camille is our new faculty development coordinator, and she is the person who is basically responsible for making sure that things happen in the Office for Faculty Development. So anytime you see an email from Camille, please open it. Right? It will be very important. Um, Camille started here at UMass Boston in January of this year, and she comes to us from Earthwatch, which is um, a nonprofit organization um, that has that works with environmental scientists and volunteers. And um, you know, when I was talking with Camille's previous employer, the one thing that she really emphasized was Camille's superb organizational skills. And believe me, we have already seen evidence of that. So I'm really, really, really grateful that Camille is working with us, and I want you all to appreciate her so that she understands that without her, we can't do this work. So let's give her a round of applause. Um, we are going to try to create a faculty development lounge, so to speak. Uh, we're in the process of putting that together, and we are hoping that by September, this is going to be a space where Bob Crosley would often say retired faculty need to have some place to come and hang their hats. So that will be there. We will have a place for retired faculty, for any faculty to come and hang their hat, to sit down, to engage in discussions of various kinds. And um, Camille is working on that. We have pictures of that on our slideshow, and we're hoping that by September it will actually be a very attractive place with maybe one of those, what are those Keurig coffee makers or something like that? You know, other kinds of odds and ends, but we want, to, we want to make it a place that's really welcoming. So I'd like you now to really enjoy your lunch. If there are people at your table that you don't know, please use this opportunity to introduce yourselves and um, you know, maybe engage in a spirited discussion of some provocative issue. That would be fun too, right? Um, and then pretty soon um, we'll get the video clip going. But for now, I'd really like you to, to meet your um, table mates. Thank you. I begin a uh, discussion in this area uh, with the fact that for most members of the faculty, they spend a third or more of their lives with us, sometimes as much as half of their lives with us as members of the faculty. Secondly, the faculty is by definition, the academic identity of the university. It is through their skills, their commitments, their uh, interests, their vision,
collective and individual, uh, by which the university grows and develops. Part of what I wanted to do was actually even to draw attention to what we're already doing so that we can then figure out what it is we need to be adding to um, what we already do in terms of helping faculty develop their uh, skills in pedagogy or to become more confident as researchers um, and to imagine ways in which they could contribute you know, to the campus, to their profession, to the community. Um, we would be able to envision all of that if we knew what we were doing already so that we could kind of identify the gaps and think about how we might come up with a more strategic sort of framework in which to uh, develop these initiatives. I think we've had a great deal of support from the administration uh, for the last few years around faculty development for non-tenure track faculty. This has been extremely helpful. We've had much more dialogue and discussion about how to accomplish this. I think it's a tremendous boon that the Office of Faculty Development has as one of its goals the creation of a more inclusive climate on the university for non-tenure track faculty. I'm often asked why should we write a research grant proposal? Junior faculty. It's easier to publish. Um, we need to focus on our fourth year reviews and tenure. But I believe that the focus should be not on that sort of gate called tenure, but on each individual's career, research career, here on our campus. And the best way to build a research career is to work towards generating extramural funds, whether through private organizations, whether through the federal government, because by building an extramural research foundation, you will have, as a junior faculty member, speaking directly to our junior faculty, the support that you need to build a research program. I'm often asked also, but publications and referee journals, that's what's important. And I can spend so much time putting into writing a grant proposal and it may not get funded. And I often respond, you're right. It's very rare that a research grant proposal gets funded the first time. But the second time, the resubmission the third time, it will get funded. And that's a whole different mindset, to use that term again, than writing an article. And it, you don't do it alone. You do it with the support of your colleagues. And I think that's what we're about moving forward in the faculty development uh, idea, which is how do we create the support network for you? CIT is an institution-wide uh, grassroots organization of faculty, uh, staff, and students 
who, whose mission it is to promote and foster teaching and learning across the curriculum in all colleges and departments. Uh, we have a number of uh, initiatives that we promote on a regular basis. Uh, some of these initiatives come through the forums, the regular forums that take place here at UMass Boston. Uh, we have a conference that takes place every year in which not only UMass students and faculty present on the issues of teaching and learning, but also people from the area, from higher education institutions in the area, sometimes from abroad, come and present as well uh, about issues having to do with fostering more engaged teaching and learning in uh, disciplines across the curriculum. And uh, we also have, I think, the most important work that uh, fosters this sort of culture of teaching here at UMass Boston uh, are the faculty development seminars sponsored by CIT, whereby a group of uh, faculty members along with the coordinator meet on a regular basis every single week to discuss issues that are going on in their classrooms, to discuss uh, readings that are pertinent to the pursuit of engaging uh, faculty and students in uh, teaching and learning. And uh, these participants are able to bring that work hopefully back into their classroom practice and bring their classroom practice into the meetings that take place every week. So there's this constant cross-fertilization between theoretical and conceptual uh, issues that are b being read about and discussed and what's going on in the actual classroom. There's an event that we've been uh, running for the last couple of years with the tremendous support of the administration and other faculty, which is the Hidden Treasures events that we've been putting on. There'll be another one uh, in late October of uh, in the fall semester. And this has been an opportunity for non-tenure track faculty to become more visible and for people to come and get to know us better and to hear some of our specific teaching and research interests. the Educational Technology Newsletter and I've tried to use that to create a kind of serious conversation with faculty about best practices around using various tools or best practices in the disciplines as far as uh, the relationship to educational technology is concerned and so uh, I see that as trying to extend a kind of conversation on campus about using technology in teaching. Um, and in research uh, and scholarship. Uh, the other thing that I'm responsible for is the Educational Technology Conference. And so I plan the program each year and that means drawing in faculty who've been using technology in all kinds of great ways um, to, and uh, getting them to share what they've been doing with other people. research and educational support funds that every faculty person gets every year are gotten through the bargaining process. So every year the amount of RES funds that we have comes through the collective bargaining agreement 
and the union makes sure that those funds are there every year and tries to get as much as we possibly can. And those funds, as you know, can be used not only to improve your scholarly um, work, but it can also be used to improve your teaching abilities. The second thing that we do has to do with ensuring that the personnel procedures that allow you to pursue your career here at UMass Boston are, are uh, applied in an even-handed and a transparent manner. So my role here at Boston is um, to use my understanding of the acquisitions process to help faculty at UMass Boston understand how that process works. Uh, this means I can answer questions on a one-on-one -on -one or a larger group level. Um, I've conducted wor workshops, especially for tenure-track faculty, to help them understand how book publishing works, whether they're just approaching a publisher or have a book being considered or in press. Um, but I'm also available for faculty at any level um, to help them figure out how the book publishing works, especially as book publishing right now is changing so quickly. And I think helping faculty develop when they get here, one of the questions, the questions they'll be asked all along their tenure track uh, history here is sort of what have you done for me lately? And the university wants to know what have you done? We ask that when we hire you, we ask um, what have you done in your career and how, what will you do at UMass Boston with that? That they have a person that if they don't know who to call or where to go, um, or even maybe if it's something that they should be looking into, they can feel safe and that there's somebody in the provost's office that they can call and that, that all people, all our employees, but particularly faculty, have somebody that they can always call. I think UMass Boston is kind of a self-selected uh, university uh, in which people who just at the end of the day truly believe uh, that they are here to serve, um, you know, have come, identified themselves and, and, and decided to bring their talents uh, and, and their abilities uh, to, to serve. Uh, whether it's doing innovative research uh, that's going to be connecting um, people to healthcare that's individualized uh, or whether it is something that uh, that is sending student leaders out uh, to, to provide direct service. Uh, I, I do think that that is uh, something that's unique to UMass Boston that you don't see uh, anywhere else, or I haven't seen anywhere else in the past 15 years of working with colleges and universities throughout the country. We have some of the most marvelous people who could be somewhere else, could be um, doing something, maybe making more money in a, a, a for-profit company. I uh, think that one of the things that this university and that I'm most proud about is the people who are here do try to make a difference. To say why people ought to be proud of the university and I think there are many 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 reasons. Our commitment to social justice manifested in many many ways. For example our research in health disparities but we can think of it in disparities of every form. In seeking to have our students who represent large groups of people who are least socially favored, what we're also doing 
is to eliminate cultural and other forms of disparities within societies. And therefore, our devotion to public service is something quite special and something about which we should be proud. We should also be proud of the fact that part of what we seek to do is to develop global citizens, people who have a responsibility not just to their local communities in which they happen to be born or in which they physically live, but with all communities of humans and in the process understand that we have a special relationship to nature. process of learning and so really this is an opportunity for faculty on this campus to tell us what it is that they would like us to do because um, this is a new initiative and we are really hoping to make this campus a place where the faculty that we invest in uh, want to stay and want to develop themselves to become um, you know fulfilled in all of these three aspects of their work. So now I'd like you to meet the person who put together this video clip. This is Jessica Downer, media specialist from the IT department. And I want to say she was here until midnight last night. Um, really, really grateful that you did that. Thank you so much. Um, and as I said, you know, this is just our first sort of foray into making films about ourselves. And I'm hoping that we've, you know, obviously we're going to learn much from this process. And we'd really like as many of you as possible who want to talk about the work you do, uh, whether it's helping people in the process of grant writing, um, setting up labs, you know, really to help um, propagate the importance of how you give faculty on this campus real inspiration. So um, please enjoy your dessert now, which is, I think, I think it's going to be coming around soon. And I think it's very good too, right? Um, one other thing, because I know several of you are leaving to go off to your classes. Um, by September, Camille and I should have for you a pretty um, set series of activities that will happen all throughout um, the next academic year. So teaching workshops, research workshops, um, you know, department chairs workshops, uh, pre-tenure faculty workshops. So those are things that we'll have sort of specific dates set up for. And we hope to have all of that decided before the, you know, the academic year begins in September so you can plan your calendars accordingly. But I also wanted to say that we're going to be focusing on three very particular initiatives for next year, because clearly we can't take on all of the, you know, all of the challenges we have. But the three initiatives that Camille and I are going to try to focus on, and we will be soliciting your help in these areas. Um, one has to do with faculty mentoring. And when we say that, we, um, we had a wonderful meeting not too long ago with sort of the nationally recognized guru of faculty mentoring. And what we learned is, you know, there are, there are really different innovative models for faculty mentoring. So we're going to be trying to um, help implement those on this campus. Um, secondly, I've heard from a lot of people, and I know that Bob Chen recently also raised this issue, um, how do we get faculty who are in the mid part of their careers 
to become more energized and inspired? And um, how can we sort of get them to think about their futures past the associate professor level? So I think that's also what we're going to try to be working on um, for next year. And finally, um, the third sort of initiative is with department chairs. Uh, because we realize that department chairing is a really difficult job. And so we'd like to think about ways in which to bring department chairs together, perhaps create some kind of commons of department chairs where there's an exchange of ideas. Um, but that's something we're going to be working on as well. So these are sort of the three big initiatives. And we are going to be systematizing the grants, grantsmanship. And oh, by the way, Camille is just reminding me there's a mouse pad on your chair which lists our faculty development URL, uh, and that should go online in, in September? Something like that, yeah. Um, so please remember that three initiatives, and we are going to be also trying to get grants to help us through, um, through this process. So we might even be coming to some of you with special skills in grant writing. So um, any, any questions anybody has? I know it's kind of like not exactly set up for, you know, you please stand up and ask a question. I'd love to answer if you have any, any thoughts, any questions right now, anybody? No questions? Okay, well, I'm really glad you came. Thank you so much for coming. I know it's a crazy sort of time to juggle between classes and other commitments, but we're really, really happy you're here, and I hope the lunch was worth it, and I hope you're going to enjoy your dessert. Thanks a lot. Thank you.